you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc. Now here's this week's message. I am so excited that I get to bring the word to you today. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Um, So we are still discussing running yellow lights. So before I get started this morning, I want to talk to you. I want to get in your business a little bit. There's this thing. It's called a hurry sickness. And the symptoms to it, you have to raise your hand when I say a symptom if you're guilty, okay? The symptoms are if the line at the checkout is too long, you go to a shorter line. Raise your hand. Ah, it's everybody. All right. If the, if, um, the car, like you're, you stop at a stop light or you're going to stop at a stop light or you see that it's a yellow light and you see which line is the shortest, you get in that line with your car. Yes, every husband in this room better raise his hand because if not, you're not telling me the truth. Who gets in an uproar if their food don't get to their table fast enough? Huh? Huh? I've heard you complain. Don't act like you don't complain. I have heard it myself. We live in a world of instant gratification. We don't want to wait for nothing. And honestly, most things we don't have to. We can microwave our food. We can go to the drive-thru to get a drink if we want to get a drink real fast. There's just not much you have to wait for. You don't even have to wait through commercials anymore. You can instant stream those things. You can binge watch them. You don't have to wait a week for the next episode. You can just watch it all day long. We don't wait for nothing. And so today, I want to talk to you about eliminating the hurry. Is that okay? All right, so what we're going to do is pray first, because I can't do this thing unless God does this thing, all right? Heavenly Father, I thank you so much that your presence is in this place already. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you have come into this place and you are preparing the hearts and the minds and the ears of the people in this room. God, I pray that your Holy Spirit would come down into this place and we would encounter you. Father, an encounter with you is way more important than a word from me. So, Father, I ask that you come into this place and people begin to experience you on a whole new level. God, I pray that as they begin to pray, as they begin to listen to you today that chains are broken off of their lives that anything that they need from you that they receive God that they will not leave this place the same way they came in God I thank you for all the many blessings you have brought to us but God most of all I thank you that you are the alpha and omega the beginning and the end that there is none like you and I thank you that you are our closest friend God you are worthy of all praise and we give you all the glory and the honor do your name Amen. Y'all ready to listen? Listen, I want you to be responsive today. Don't just sit there like bumps on a log. If you agree with something, say amen, sister. All right? If you don't, if you don't agree with something, just keep your mouth closed. All right. <laughs> what happens when you don't wait? Well, uh, things like you stub your toe if you're in a hurry or your anxiety rises and you react instead of respond. You get angry, 
instead of patiently waiting through a conversation. Honestly, impatience and hurriedness carried out to the nth degree brings destruction and, and even death. Honestly, especially if you're running those yellow lights. Norm, so when I was preparing for this sermon, um, just to clue you in on the struggle that I had, um, I was asking the Lord, what do you want me to say to these people? I know, I know the stories in the Bible, but every time I would open the Bible to find one, none of them were it. I didn't hear the Holy Spirit say, say that. And um, so I was like, Lord, this is coming up. It's like Sunday. I, I need to hear from you, please. And, um, and so I'm, I'm continuing to pray. I'm continuing to study. And I'm finally, I get up. I'm just going to go get ready. And as I'm getting ready, I hear the Lord remind me of a story. And my dad, uh, he's a minister, and um, a long time ago, he was waiting on an answer from the Lord. And he said, he had pulled out all the stops. He was trying to get an answer, couldn't hear an answer for nothing. And he said, God just told him to open up his Bible. And so he did. And he saw this verse, and it said, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And he is like, okay, that must not be it. That must not be from you, Lord. So he, <laughs> he opened the Bible again, and it, he op his eyes hit the page, and it said, And again, I say, wait. <laughs> he was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to wait on you. But when God dropped that story into my mind as I was getting ready, I was like, that's it. That's what you're trying to tell me. That they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I was like, okay, Lord, I'll say that. And he began to remind me of stories in the Bible. That's why, that's why you study your word, because then the Lord can bring back to your remembrance things that you need to know. He reminded me, because normally that verse, I'm like, ooh, that's super encouraging. I'm going to mount up with wings like eagles. I'm going to fly through this situation as I wait. But God, I really, I don't want to wait. I really don't want to. I just want, I would like for you just to tell me now. If you'll just tell me now, then we'll be good. And um, that, that isn't what he does. He uh, makes you wait, um, to be clear, in case you were wondering. Um, <laughs> so he reminded me of Joseph, who God gave him a dream when he was just a young boy. Said he was going to be a ruler of nations. But then Joseph gets thrown into a pit. And then Joseph gets sold into slavery. And then Joseph goes to jail for something he didn't do. Whole time faithfully waiting on his promise from the Lord. And Joseph ends up being second in command of the nation. He ends up saving his family from starvation and even his people because he waited on the Lord. So there's you an example. And then I thought about David. He said, David was a shepherd in the field, right? For years, he was anointed to be king while he was still shepherd. And he had to wait. He had to watch those sheep on the daily. He had to smell like sheep on the daily, right? For years, he had to wait on the Lord. When he finally made it to the palace, 
It wasn't to be king. It was to play the harp for a tormented, hateful king that ended up trying to kill him. But David waited faithfully on the Lord. And he became king of that nation just like God said he would. Then, then he brought the presence of the Lord back to his kingdom. He brought the Ark of the Covenant back. So the promise that God made to him that he waited on through all of that came true, came to fruition. And he told me about Abraham and Sarah. He said they wanted a, a baby for all these years. And God promised them that they would have a baby. But all, no baby, no baby, no baby. No promise, no promise that uh, we don't see it. We don't see it. Finally, they get to age 99 and 100. That's a long time to wait. But they waited. He told them, he promised them they'd be a father of many nations. He promised them they couldn't even number their descendants. And when they waited on the Lord, he finally gave them their promise. Right? I'm building your faith this morning. I'm walking you through. Then he talked to me about... I'm going to go ahead and bring it on into the New Testament. He talked to me about Mary and Martha and how they were waiting on him because their brother was sick. And they said, someone go get Jesus. Our brother is sick. And Jesus said, well, I'm not going to go yet. I'm not going to go yet. He waited two days after Lazarus had died. And his disciples said, uh, you need to go to Lazarus. And he was like, he's, uh, no, I just about got that wrong. His disciples were like, you sure you want to go to Lazarus? Because they tried to kill you where he's at. And Jesus was like, don't worry about them. We're going to go back there, but I'm glad we waited to go because now God gets more glory. Lazarus is sleeping. And they said, they said, well, if he's sleeping, let him sleep. And he's like, no, he's dead. But we're going to go there. And we're, and, and we're going to, uh, Jesus is going to come on the scene. When he gets there, Martha runs out and she says, if you had been there, if you had been here, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And I know you can hear yourself, your story echoing in your mind. If you had been there, Lord, I wouldn't have gone through what I went through. And that's what she said. If you had been here, because God will give you whatever you ask for, Jesus. So if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And he said, your brother's going to rise again. She said, I know, I'll see him again at the resurrection. He said, no, girl, I am the resurrection, the truth and the light. Yeah, yeah. He said, I came late so that you could get a revelation that I am the resurrection and the truth and the light. I came late. You had to wait because there's people watching you wait because I am building your story. I am building your story for my glory so that no one will be lost, but everyone will be saved. How about that? God doesn't want anyone to perish. So when you're waiting, if I had been here, there wouldn't have been as much glory in the process. If I had been here, there wouldn't have been as big a story to tell. Right? So while you're waiting, remember, you're building your story and you're building God's glory. 
Paul and Silas, they waited in the jail. They were beaten and bruised and bloody. And they waited on the Lord. They were arrested just for sharing the gospel. They had done nothing wrong. But they were waiting on the Lord. And their response to their situation, instead of a hurried response, instead of an aggravated reaction, instead of a, I can't believe we're suffering like this for no reason, which I know all of you have said, Sorry. But instead, they start singing praises to the Lord. They start opening up their hearts and letting it out for all they could muster in their beaten and broken and bloody state. They were saying, thank you, Father, for what you have done in my life. Thank you, Father, for the opportunity to sit in this jail cell because I had a revelation of who you are. Thank you, Father, that you brought me to this very spot right here and I can praise your name. And as they begin to praise, every prisoner begin to watch. They were in the waiting zone. They were not set free at that time. They were in jail and they were waiting and praising. And as they were praising, every prisoner began to watch. And as they were watching, their hearts began to change because they were watching them wait. And as their hearts began to turn, they wanted to know more. Every eye was on them. You could have heard a pin drop in that place except for the praise that was erupting from that jail cell. I'd like to hear some praise erupt in this place this morning. Yes. I would like you guys to realize whatever you're going through, whatever you're waiting on, that it's worth the wait if you're waiting in the presence of the Lord. If you are waiting on your own, it's lonely. If you are waiting without expectation, you're disappointed. If you are in a hurry and you get in God's way, you're frustrated. Just wait in his presence. Wait in his presence. Wait in his presence. It's worth it, and you will not be disappointed. The disciples in the upper room. After Jesus, when Jesus descended, he had told them, go back to Jerusalem and wait, because I'm going to send you a comforter. <laughs> I'm going to send you someone that's going to bring you power. And boldness. So the disciples, they went to the upper room. And as they're waiting in the upper room, they are waiting on the Lord. They are waiting in his presence. They're not going to get in his way because they know the wait is worth it. They had seen him heal the blind. They had seen him raise the dead. They had seen him heal the sick. And so have you. So have you. You can wait on his presence because it's worth it. The wait is worth it. Whatever that promise is that you've been waiting on, wait with the Lord. Wait on the Lord. It's worth it and you will not be disappointed. I cannot say that enough because in today's society, in today's time, I think that we suffer from the uh, hope deferred makes the heart sick. I think we suffer from being disappointed over and over and over again. But it's because we're looking at the world and we're hurrying through this thing. And we are running those yellow lights like no other. And we're not waiting on the presence of the Lord. But as they waited, all of a sudden, 
a rushing mighty wind came into that room and filled them all full of the Holy Spirit. They were full and overflowing. And those disciples went and changed the world because they were full of boldness and they were full of the Holy Spirit and they had waited on his promise. I get excited, sorry. Listen, I get excited. I get excited because I know that what I'm talking about is true. I'm not up here just talking for the sake of talking. That's a waste of your time and mine. I'm up here because the Spirit of the Lord is in the place and He wants to change your situation. He wants to meet you where you're at. He hears you. I'm not going to call you out, but sweet girl. I am. I'm going to say your name, Mary. He hears you. He has heard you. He is there with you. And he is waiting with you. He is waiting on you like you're waiting on him. He has heard you, my, my sweet friend. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Someone else is depending on your weight. They are watching you while you wait. Let God be glorified in your waiting. Don't try to hurry the process. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct your path. I want to say that scripture again to you today. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Oh, Lord, teach us to wait. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. If y'all could feel what I'm feeling up here, you wouldn't be sitting still in your seats out there. The Bible says right now, we only know in part that there will come a day when we will see all things perfectly. At this point in your life, you can only see parts of the picture. And you want to know the whole story. I know you do, because you're like me. And you want to know the whole, how's this going to work out though, Lord? I mean, I see you have a plan, but how's it going to work out? You want to know the whole story, but that's part of the process. There are things that God is doing in the wait, things God is teaching in the wait. He is building your story for the most good for you, if not on this side of eternity, on that side of eternity. Friends, we are not in this life for very long. At the longest, 100 years, what we really working for what we're really waiting for is that promise, and that's the return of the Lord, right? So all of this effort you're putting forth, all of these worries that you have about this life working out the right way, it's really futile. 
Because the life that you want to work out the right way is on the other side of eternity. That was a little side note for you. He is building your story so that he may be glorified. So that people watching will believe. I'm going to reiterate the part I said earlier so that no man is lost. God would that none perish. Jesus wants everyone to go to heaven. But they have to know him before they can go there. They have to accept him as Lord and Savior. And if they don't hear about him, how are they going to know him? If, if we don't share the gospel, how are they going to know? Somebody in this room needs to hear me say, quit worrying about what others think about you and share that gospel with the person that God's been telling you to share the gospel with. The church, the body of Christ, there is an estimated 380,000 churches in the USA. That isn't counting the churches overseas, missionaries spreading the gospel, evangelists traveling the world. We have waited and we have started to become weary. But in that time, he will strengthen us to continue spreading his word and changing the world and seeing lost souls saved, sick people healed, bound people set free. His message has been around for quite a while and it's never changed. Yeah, you and me, friends, we are in the waiting zone. We are at that yellow light, but our hope is in the Lord and he will not be disappointed. Hurry can block your breakthrough. If you hurry up the weight, you can block yourself from your blessing. Slow down and wait on the Lord. Busy for the sake of being busy is not noble. Instead, let's be intentional with our weight. Make sure your hands are finding purpose and your heart is in a waiting posture. Let's have our ears open to the voice of the Lord so we can hear his purpose and his plan. Not our purpose, not our plan, his purpose. His plan. If the devil can't make you sin, he'll make you busy. That's what Corey Ten Boom said. If you abide in me, I'll abide in you. That one was Jesus. Abiding is not a hurried process. W.F. Adams, which was the mentor to C.S. Lewis, a mighty man of God, he said, hurry is the death of prayer. I heard someone say the other day, how you respond to an interruption is an indicator of who you really are. My friends, it is no accident that when Paul described love, he said love is patient as the opener. Love is not hurried. I know it's easier to go back to Mary and Martha saying, if you had been here, Lord. If you had been here, I wouldn't have got addicted to drugs. If you had been here, my husband wouldn't have left me. If you had been here, I wouldn't have filed bankruptcy. He said, baby, I was there the whole time. You just wasn't waiting on me. 
Let's wait on the Lord. Let's say that verse one more time. Can you say it with me and say it with conviction and say it with boldness and say it with belief and faith in your heart? I'm spitting everywhere. That's that's anointed spit right there. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Oh, Lord. Are you ready to wait? The description of that is so amazing and wonderful. You will run and not be weary. You will walk and not faint. That's his promise to you. I am running with you, baby. I am walking with you, darling. I've got this. Your promise is coming. Don't hurry your breakthrough. If you're tired of hurrying through your process, I want you to shoot that hand up in the air so I can pray for you this morning. If you're ready for peace and for faith and tired of hurrying through the process and you want that word from the Lord, you don't want to wait on your own anymore. Put that hand in the air and I want to pray for you this morning. That need that you have, that encounter with the Lord you've been waiting on, it's here for you this morning. I see hands all over the place. Thank you, Father. 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 God, I pray for the people in this room. God, I pray for peace. Peace from your throne room. Not the worldly kind of peace. Not temporary peace. But peace. Real peace that comes down from deep within you, God. I pray that it flows like rivers of living water out of their bellies, Father God. That they take your peace everywhere they go, Father God. That that, that, that your anointing follows them, God. And faith wells up within them and not just their promise comes through but the breakthrough for their friend on the left and on the right of them comes through father i thank you that you're breaking off the fear from their lives they worry about what other people think father god they will become bold for you bold for your cause bold for your purpose Woo! god i thank you for what you're doing in these people today in jesus name i pray Man, give the Lord a hand up of praise. Praise him like you mean it. Praise him like you mean it. You received a promise this morning. You received a promise for strength and for boldness and for peace. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you have never really asked the Father, Jesus, to come into your heart, I would like you to raise your hand and and let's pray with you today so that you can join us in the heavenly kingdom. If you'd like to receive Jesus as your Lord today, please raise your hand.
So we are believing that all in the house are saved. In Jesus' name. We are so happy that you joined us today. Here at Compassion, we value family, which means we value you. If there's any way that we can be praying for you and believing with you for something, please make sure that you let us know. You guys have a great week, and we'll see you here next Sunday. Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc.